Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Meta Era Nerd Podcast. This week's Meta, we have Anime Expo with major announcements, video game rumors and reveals, and a slew, a slew of TV and movie news. We are your nerds, Marcus and Rico. Now, this week, uh, I'm kind of going to call it the Rapid Fire Edition because there is a lot and plenty, plenty to talk about, you know, so we're going to go through everything. Um, I don't want to say as quickly as we can, but we do want to give... Um, everything a fair share of you know the news because there is a lot and that's because again we do these weekly so the fact that this much news kind of came out actually very exciting so um with that rico you want to say hi to everybody yeah just uh what's up like you're not wrong there's a lot of stuff after reviewing all the stuff uh, from over the past week and uh yeah let's jump right into it all right so obviously not obviously right but it seems to be um, the schedule, right, where we always open up with anime. Now, um, last weekend, Anime Expo was in full um, focus. It was up and running from the 1st, 2nd, and 3rd of July. There was a lot of major announcements that came up from Anime Expo, so I'm just going to kind of go through them, uh, talk about them briefly, uh, see what requests say about them, and kind of go go through them like that. First thing, and I know it was mentioned a while back, and it's been teased and stuff like that, uh, but I'm going to open up the Trigun just because it's something that was already talked about, something that was teased. We did get to see uh, visuals. We got to see sc- uh, screenshots, photos, all kinds of good stuff. And one of the things that took me by surprise was the um, the animation was going to be in CG. Um, so I was kind of, huh, not the... Um, <laughs> Not the react, not the thing I was expecting. Definitely not the reaction. I kind of saw it. and I was kind of like, "Oh, okay." I don't want to say I was, you know, disappointed, but um, I'm obviously gonna not. I'm not gonna judge it. I'm not gonna do anything and or review it until I actually see it. But I was taken a little bit aback just because I was expecting. Um, I guess I don't want to say a remake, but again, you know, updated visuals, especially in today's in today's day and age where the animation is just stellar. So um, it, it Vash looked a little different. I'm not sure if Rico got a chance to see the way it looked. Did you get a chance to see? Any uh, I'm looking at it right I'm looking at it right now. Looks interesting. Yeah. Very different. Yeah, and he, that's because his design looks a lot more... His design looks different. And I think that was one of the takeaways where people were kind of like, whoa, he does look, uh, I guess, a lot younger. He doesn't look like the guy who actually has a 60 billion, you know, bounty on his head 60 billion i'm sorry bounty on his head um and obviously a guy who doesn't look like he's gone through much but i'm gonna hold my reservations trigon is trigon i adore trigon i think it's awesome so um that was something that i just wanted to open up with um any final thoughts on rico and trigon no i mean it uh i can see how people would be a little just surprised by the look it's It's definitely very unique What, what other what other uh Things have we seen that have this style? Any you can think of? I'm I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of the top of my head. It reminds me a lot. If it reminds me a lot of um, if you've seen Attack on Titan season four, and usually those Titans are in that type of style, um, because mm. they're so massive, they're so big. So that's why it might kind of seem a little um familiar to you. Not only that, and again, and the only reason is because Berserk is notorious for having the 2016 version for having that overall CG very clunky look but i will give this visual did not look clunky at all it actually looked smooth and it did look honestly super badass so uh that's something i'm gonna be excited for on that one um so continuing on magic and muscles i know i've been teasing it i might have mentioned it last week but again it it did 
it is official. 2023 Magic and Muscles coming. Um, call it people call it the what muscles of Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> what is it? Uh, what's that word where it's inspired by Harry Potter? So something to look forward to. Looks like a lot of fun. Obviously, if you see the still, if you looked it up. Our main character does have that haircut, and you do see a Dumbledore-esque wizard in the back. So if you haven't checked it out, uh, check it out. That is going to be coming our way on 2023. Next, we have the Slam Dunk film. I'm not sure if you guys are uh, familiar with Slam Dunk, but it was in the late was it 1990, the late 80s, early 90s, when it first premiered. And I've talked about it before. I've talked about it in the past, and it's something that is amazing. Um, it's it's awesome to see that's coming back, and I'm actually super excited because the visuals and the and the the teasers that they've been showing look awesome, and they look ex- excellent. Have you seen anything on it, Rico? Have you seen anything at all? Not nothing. I mean, I know of it because you've uh, you've always brought it up because I love uh, uh, Kuroku's basketball so much. You you always say like, oh, you gotta at some point check out the OG basketball. We gotta uh, check it out because I'm not even that far in. I think. Uh, I I was I got up to episode twenty some or so a while back, and again it is dated. It that's one of the ones that does look dated, but it's obviously it's the basketball you know sport anime that again when it, whenever something's come out of that late it's 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 something to watch. And obviously when you see look, I don't know if you've seen the posters and the visuals, uh, but it looks dope. It looks amazing. So I'm actually super excited about Slam Dunk. That one is supposed to be dropping at least in Tokyo December third, if I'm not mistaken. Right? It's, it's December yes, you're 3rd, right. Okay. December 3rd in Japan. Correct. Awesome. So hopefully we'll be getting something there. If you haven't if you haven't seen them, they are available to just about any outlet. Um, I know they're, they're on Crunchyroll. They're actually on, on Amazon Prime, on Hulu, I believe. So if you haven't checked it out. Um, I know I'm going to check that out. You know, Hopefully Rico checks it out. Can I get, get on that uh, together? Hopefully, maybe. And we'll go from there. Uh, next up, we have the Love is War film. Uh, this is uh, Kaguya-sama, Love is War. It's getting a movie, and it's, the movie is supposed to adapt the 14th arc of the manga. I don't think the movie is going to end it, because I know the manga is just ending everything. I know people are already kind of like, well, I hope everything gets, I hope the entire story gets adapted. I hope it's getting adapted. But we are getting a movie. Anime movies seem to be the big thing nowadays, and especially, you know, Love is War is that rom- rom-com, romantic comedy phenomenon that it is. Um, even beating, and I think we mentioned last week also, Full Metal Alchemist on the manga list. So uh, something to look forward to. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. It's actually a, a very damn good anime, and especially at the manga just is wrapping up or just wrapped up. Um, something to look forward to on the Love is War. Uh, next up, one of the big ones uh, was the Bleach series is actually making a comeback. And I know this has been teased for years and years and we finally got some visuals. It's going to cover the 1,000-year uh, blood, ar- blood War arc that is supposed to be teased, I believe, on September 11th. Not teased. They're actually supposed to show them, right? In Crunch- uh, no, no, that's another one. They're actually supposed to show, him, show them in Tokyo, the, at least the first episode or two of Bleach. So I know that's going to be a big deal. You know, just Bleach in general actually making a huge comeback, especially being part of the big three that it was, you know, is growing up. Naruto, Bleach, and One Piece were are considered the big three to this day. Um, any thoughts on that, Rico? Oh, I mean, I'm I'm still just getting started with Bleach, so I mean, um, I, I have to I have a lot of work to do. I have a lot of watching to do before <laughs> I get to this. <laughs> well, we have. I hope we have a lot of time. And again, I think Bleach 
uh, I think spans about 330 episodes. But you know, people do the um, the they skip the fillers and stuff like that. I think if you want to go, if you want to do a no filler, I think it caps out about 180. So it's very very doable. Same thing of Slam Dunk actually. I'm pretty sure. I, I think if I remember correctly, Slam Dunk is actually up there in in um in episodes. Uh, so yeah, Bleach September 11th. Something to look forward to, especially for all you are are you Bleach guys out there. I know it's super huge. I'm still on episode 122 or something like that. So mm-hmm. I'm 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 going through that already. So hopefully I finish that up quickly. Um, to kind of I want to be there for the hype. I, we only have about two months, so. You know, right now I'm actually at the tail end of um, Ace of the Diamond. I've been telling Rico, I've been watching that for a long, long time. Not a long time, right? But I've been just binge watching the hell out of it. I'm at the last six episodes and I don't want it to end. So I'm very upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, by time, at least I'll be able to open up again and, and check out some other things. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. Open up or, again. Well, because every time you get invested in something and when you finish it, it's very hard to replace that just that sinking thing in your stomach because you're just so invested. You know what I'm talking about. People know no, what I'm talking about. It's because I'm just thinking about it like I would watch you, but my heart belongs to another. <laughs> <laughs> right now, man. Right now, Ace of the Diamond, dude. Oh, man. it's it, that, that anime is taking over my life, man. But it's amazing. If you haven't watched it, it's a baseball, it's a baseball sports anime, but very realistic. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> so. Uh, continuing on, we do have one of, and I, and Rico and I actually talked about this just before he got on. Ragnarok season two debuting record of Ragnarok uh, season two debuting in 2023. Um, that's because, strangely enough, and we agreed that the premise of this seems to be amazing, and it's something that seemed to be right up both of our alleys. But when the reviews came out, I noticed that. It wasn't up to par, and it was very, very slow, and people were super mixed on it. But then you look at the the manga side of things, and everybody, it's unanimous. Forget the anime. Forget the anime. You got to read the manga, read the manga, read the manga, that the anime does not do it justice. And, of course, I know exactly how that feels with The Promised Neverland. I read the hell out of Promised Neverland, and um, they skipped the Goldie Pond arc, and they skipped um, Lucas and all kinds of characters, and it, that was kind of very upsetting there. So. Um, I know exactly. If it's going to be something like that, like that, I, I feel, I feel for them. So, the fact that Regular Ragnarok um, season two is coming out, I'll check out the anime and hopefully that'll push me to actually read the manga and you know get through it. So, what are your thoughts on that? What were your initial your initial reaction to Record of Ragnarok? I know we just talked about it. Uh, just in case, in case uh, you're not familiar with the show, what it is is. Uh, a council of gods assembles to decide every, I think it's like a thousand years or something. I have watched a little bit of the anime. Uh, they assemble and decide like what they're going to do with humanity. Are they worthy of keep to, to keep living? Should they end humanity? And what happens is that they hold a battle of Ragnarok where the, the strongest warriors from human history get to come up and challenge the gods in duels to the death uh i think they have to win i think humans have to win seven victories and they get to keep living um so you get uh you get some pretty cool like historical people like uh for example in season one you see lubu someone that i know marcus is familiar with uh you also see adam the the first man 
you see them fight against people like Poseidon. You see Zeus go at it. You also get to see Thor go at it. So like, it's just this real cool mix of like historical figures from, you know, the God realm and then from like the realms of men and uh, just the concept, uh, like Marcus said, is just so interesting. Whether or not the anime does that for you is something completely different. Uh, and like Marcus mentioned, the manga is supposed to be the better version. Uh, but it's it's definitely something to check out. If uh, like me, I love anything having to do with like gods and uh, historical figures and stuff like that. It's a really interesting mesh of the two. But uh, honestly, when I fin- when I watched uh, when I finished Ragnarok, I was like, dang, like I wanted to see a little more. Like, was it the greatest thing I've seen? No, but it was interesting enough to where I, I did want to see more. So I'm excited it's coming back. Awesome. Thanks for that. I know I didn't, I didn't, I haven't even started it or watched it at all. I just knew uh, I was familiar with the premises all, but uh, thanks for sharing um, about that. Continuing on, I think, well, these are the last three-ish announcements, so forth, uh, coming here at the end. Uh, I did kind of want to leave this to the end. Not, not that one. I know Rico, uh, Rico's thinking about one, but solo leveling has actually been confirmed to finally to be getting an anime adaptation. Now, the reason to me why this is more such a, I don't want to say a big deal, right, because people might not be familiar with it, is that manwas, which are Korean um novels korean you know light novels not light novels just novels like they're, they're similar to manga they were koreans versions of manga but they're kind of manwas solo leveling is actually at the top of that list overall it's it, and it's strange it's strange because tower of god and um um god of high school those are were also manwas and those were adapted first before solo leveling if you go through any of the charts so solo leveling solo leveling is always at the top so we're finally getting that uh anime adaptation for which right now Considered one of the better or best manuals out there. Now, I'm I've actually I'm actually very familiar with manuals. I've I'm reading like about fourteen or fifteen of them. Um, Legend of Northern Blade, uh, Nano Machine, SS Class Suicide Hunter, um, the SS Class Heroes that I've raised. So just different ones, just to kind of give you a, an idea of the, you know my familiar familiarity with them. Solo leveling, it's 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 a very I don't want to say hollow. It's a very just. It's the plot is not all, all that crazy to get into, but I think what's really gonna kind of you know hopefully put you know make this stand out is the action sequences and the animation. Hopefully, do it justice because it does have some action sequences, even though the story might be a little you know something that you've already seen. Um, it should stick out, and again, something that's obviously very popular in the, in in. Korea, a very popular manhwa in general. It, it's a force to be reckoned with. So hopefully we can see something like that from the, from there. And I, I know I mentioned to Rico a hey, solo leveling, and I've, I've told Rico about it in the past. Um, have you looked into it at all, Rico, or no? I have not. Uh, but I just uh, with that Marcus recommendation, you know, I've I've been looking out for for news for it. Uh, anytime I see anything about it, I try and post it in our Discord. Uh, and I'm just excited it's coming. Do we have a date yet, or is it just, or do we just know it's so. coming? I, we, I think we just know it's coming. I, I'm not really sure. I, I didn't even check. I just know it's coming. I don't think there was anything probably between 2023. Yeah, that, that's all I'm seeing here on the uh, on the Twitter. I'm just seeing 2023 Crunchyroll. Yeah. So, uh, but so yeah, be, make sure you check out Solo Leveling. Check if it's right up your alley. If you're not, if you're not familiar, it's it's he's a player. He's leveling up. Goes from weak to strongest. People like OP characters. Um, so check it out if that's right up your alley and see what see what else is up. 
And then the big anime news, and I know this is something that Rico and I are, have just been waiting for, to, waiting to, you know, and they showed it, and there was even a Twitter because something happened, right, where they released the opening, and people were kind of, you know, hyped about it. I know me and Rico were also Mob Psycho 3, Season 3, uh, coming to Crunchyroll Expo August 5th through the 7th. So I'm not sure exactly which day it's gonna sh- they're going to go show it off, but... We are getting Mob Cycle 3 very, very soon. And I know I'm pumped for it. Rico is pumped for it. You want to talk about eye candy? Mob Cycle is just, just candy, dude. And the visuals, animation. I know people have put, you know, Demon Slayer on this pedestal, right? And Demon Slayer and the animation. And rightfully so, because Demon Slayer animation is amazing. But Mob Cycle, and Rico knows what I'm talking about. Um, it's it's a gorgeous gorgeous look at me uh people don't i'm not sure if people give it enough credit or not but it's it's eye candy and it's beautiful to look at it's i, I just i can't even i can't even fathom i can't even express you know just the excitement that we feel for that what are your thoughts on mob psycho rico uh i'm excited it's coming back you know uh again great looking anime Great, uh, great characters, very different characters. Uh, the protagonist is so likable, so lovable. You know, uh, you mentioned earlier, like OP characters, people love them. But uh, OP characters with a story and a journey and, you know, whether it's something, to, you, you, you know, like that's the way to go. OP, just for the sake of OP, I always say like it's boring, but OP with a journey and with purpose or with some sort of struggle or something like that's something you can get the op like i love uh and i'm sure many others right uh oh, yeah we also did uh, get to see a little hint of uh not well actually not a hint we actually got to see the somebody that was at uh, the expo uh put out a video of the uh op the opening for season 3 and uh again just uh, right away i was like hey marcus i just saw the the opening for Mob Psycho season three, you want to see it? And he's like, send it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And again, just like the first two, uh, banger of a song and uh, visually just beautiful, beautiful art. And uh, particularly the part that happens at the end, like the the combination of the music and then the last little visual you see with uh, Mob, our main character. And uh, Reagan, the the guy that uh, helps him out, like his his leader, or I don't know what how you his would call mentor. him, his yeah. sensei, mentor, yeah, uh, just awesome, awesome, can't wait. Yeah, so I we're we're, we're pumped for it. If you haven't checked out Mob Psycho, you want to see something. I call it eye candy because you know again, um, Ufotable has this reputation now of just being this exemplary and anim- you know animation, and again, rightfully so. But there's people who have been doing it for years, and studio and uh, Studio Bones. There's it's it's actually animated by Bones. Shit. It's it's eye candy and it's gorgeous, awesome to look at. It's 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 awesome. We can't wait. We can't wait, especially Mob man, because hey, nobody better hurt Mob. And we've always said that man, <laughs> super sweet. And so we're pumped, pumped for it. And again, it's gonna be August fifth through the seventh. That's gonna be the, at the Crunchyroll Expo. So we will probably see it around that time. If anything, probably it's gonna be hitting our fall season. Hopefully around October, um, September, October ish. So hopefully we'll be seeing that. Um, and then lastly, and I know this was something that kind of took the anime world by storm, uh, the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! Kazuki Takahashi uh, passed away. And again, it's something that we just want to bring up. Again, our condolences and to their family and everything. And it, it is a big 
blow just because, again, this is the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh! One of the phenomenons of our childhood, uh, so, you know, especially when it comes to the card game, when it comes to the anime, when it comes to any of the merchandise that's out there, you can thank this guy for actually putting it out there. I, I actually play Yu-Gi-Oh! You know, pretty religiously. Um, I run all kinds of stuff, all kinds of decks. I made it. I've, I've looked at the monsters. We've seen the anime back in the 90s. And again, it was it was a part of our childhood something I grew up on. Um, so this was super sad to hear. Um, I'm not going to go into how or what. If you if you want to find out what happened, go ahead and um, kind of go through that by yourself. But again, just wanted to um, throw it out there and you know thank you for providing us you know with an awesome childhood and providing me now with um, this awesome awesome um, you know your what how would you say it your baby. Thanks for yeah, sharing your baby, baby with us and exactly. giving us content to read, to watch, to play. You know, cards to collect, like just what an impact he had. And, uh, you know, it's it's still going to this day. Like, amazing, man. Yeah, that's because uh, a while back, Rico was telling me um, that his nephew, Rico's nephew, actually got into uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! So, hey, Marcus, uh, can you help me out, man? What are these cards? And he's, he's showing off Dark Magician. I started laughing. He go, I was like, yeah, man, well, you got to get these cards. You'll get them all. He goes, I want to get him the OG cards, the, the Dark Magician, the Blue Eyes white dragon um and just kind of you know and the fact that his nephew how how old's how old's your nephew again rico he's four he's about to be five in on thursday so he's gonna be five in about what uh six days five days five days uh, happy birthday tim coming up so <laughs> so when rico said hey man he's getting into Yu-Gi-Oh!" i said that's awesome dude i i kicked out because for uh, rico's nephew four-year-old is actually getting into something that you know that is enjoyed worldwide. So I thought that was real awesome to, um, to talk about and to get, to get, kind of get through. Uh, but anything else Rico, before you transition into, uh, gaming? Uh, no, I think that's it. Uh, you know what? One other thing, uh, I was, I logged into Crunchyroll uh, day before yesterday. I was watching spy family with my sister, trying to get her to finish it before she took off back to back home. Uh, and I noticed that they kind of have a little section where they're ramping up for, the Dragon Ball superhero movie. Mm-hmm. When is it that that's coming out? I thought it was they, August. There's a, there's a release date. Um, Dragon Ball superhero. I, there there's a release. August nineteenth. Is that what I'm seeing? I think August nineteenth. So next month. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the only other thing. I, it just came to me right now. But yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, I'm right. I'm excited for that too. No, for sure. Uh, well, that wraps up the anime part. Um, go ahead and um, go ahead and give it uh, hand it off to Rico uh, into gaming. So, what's going on in the gaming world? So, we have quite a few things here for the gaming world. Uh, number one being Nintendo is launching a Switch repair service subscription service that covers up to six repairs per Switch per year. Uh, it is going to be, I see here, the equivalent of eighteen dollars a year. Which, uh, I mean, I'm not a person that has had too many issues with my Switch, but I would, ideally, like, none of us have issues with our with our consoles or anything like that. Ideally, but I, Yeah, in a perfect world. But uh, I'm glad that they're kind of, I, I think one of the biggest things is, like, people complain about, like, the Joy-Con drift and stuff with their little Joy-Cons. So I'm guessing that's probably going to be, like, the number one issue that is gonna be you know happening to anybody that owns a switch i don't have you experienced anything like that marcus 
With my Switch, I I don't think so. I've I've, I've been I've just been upgrading every time I know it's come out. So I'm already on my third generation Switch. As far as like Joy-Con drift and any actual issues, I've never experienced anything like that. You know, I've actually been one of the lucky few because I know the Joy-Con drift at least has been something that has affected a lot of people, but not me. I've again, but I don't think I've held on to one Switch long enough to even have problems. So I think I've just been lucky. Yeah, surprisingly, some people say like immediately, like right away, like something happens, they don't like it, they're pissed, like why does this happen? I've also been one of those lucky, lucky people that hasn't had any issues, but uh, I'm glad that they're doing like this little good faith thing to say like, if you're one of these people, like we got you for 18 bucks, like six times, up to six times. Uh, I mean, that sounds like a nightmare, right? Six times a year, but <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it doesn't come to that, but good on them for for taking care of the, the people that use their products. Absolutely. Uh, then Deus Ex Rider joins the Bioware team uh, for what I think would probably be the upcoming Mass Effect game. Uh, I have never played Deus Ex, but I think you have. If, am I correct? Yes, and I played, I don't remember which one I played. Human, uh, humankind, something like that. Um, shoot. Deus Ex. It was human something. The, uh, the only other person I know who has actually played Deus Ex has been a Jed, one of our good friends. Uh, shout out to Jed. Um, I know we had talked about it. It must have been about a year and a half ago that we even brought it up. Um, but if it is Deus Ex, I know Deus Ex in general has a huge, huge following. The action RPG um, components are actually... The customization of that game is actually pretty damn solid. You know, one of the more solid things that I've seen. And of course, you know, the re- there's a a multitude of Deus Ex games, so obviously they're doing something right. So to have the writer go and actually make something for um, what Bioware is just Bioware? awesome. Yeah, Bioware. Uh, you know, you said the Mass Effect games and Rico is still holding on to the day I actually go and play those Mass Effect games. So oh, yeah. it's coming soon. I'll always, I'll always let you know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's been coming soon for a while, but it's still coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm hoping that that's why why she's uh, signed on. I believe the one you're talking about was called Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Is that right? Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Yeah, I knew yeah. it was a humankind or mankind. I, I was just that's the one. So uh, I'm I'm that game has uh, pretty positive reviews, and I know uh, uh, in talking to you and Jed, like it was a pretty interesting game. So I'm hoping that if she does, if she is coming for that Mass Effect title we have coming in the future, like. That it's going to be great as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, up next, Metroid Prime Trilogy reportedly coming to Nintendo Switch. I know this is a big, uh, exciting thing for you, Marcus, isn't it? Yeah, and the reason being is because I actually played uh, the first Metroid Prime when it came out for uh, originally for um, GameCube. And again, <laughs> this was years ago. And I only ever got to play the first one. Well, I, I never played part two or three. And again, I couldn't give you a reason why, but I love the first one. I actually like Samus. I've, I've been in the old Sam, uh, Metroid games also. Uh, but Samus is awesome. I, I even played I, I played Metroid Other M and I didn't play Metroid Prime part two or three. But I know, slap on the wrist. Um, but I, I'm super excited uh, for it to come. And, and Nintendo Switch, they're just you know, modernizing and being able to have a lot of these older games onto the Switch, and I think that's awesome. So I'm super excited. Finally, I'm going to go back and play part one. I'm going to play part two and three for the first time. I'm older. I get to enjoy them. I know I'm going to enjoy them. Super excited. You know, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i a Samus main on Super Smash Brothers. Like, I'm pumped. Pumped through and through. 
Nice. Nice. Then uh, another one I'll throw to you is Spike Chunsoft is releasing Anonymous Code game uh, in the West in 2023. Yeah, and uh, I wanted to kind of just bring this up because I I, I love their Spike Chunsoft and their games. I've played the Somnium Files. If you've played um, uh, Steins Gate Elite, they have Steins Gate Elite, Chaos Child, Danganronpa 1, 2, 3, and um, what is it? The, the spinoff one. Um uh, Ultra Despair Girls. I've also played the Zero Escape, the Nonary Games, Part One and Two. I actually, um, haven't haven't played Part Three, but I just beat Part Two maybe a few months ago. So I played a lot of their games, and so I'm super excited for this one. Again, it's it's visual novel esque. Sometimes you'll have a little mini games in these visual novels. The Somnium Files does have those little mini games. Um, the Nonary Games does have the it's it's their puzzles. You got to solve the puzzle to kind of get out of the room and you continue the story. Ning and Rop also has those mini games there, um, figuring out who said what. Very similar to Phoenix Wright, you know, uh, game mechanics for Ding and Rampa. So I just I want to give a, a shout out to them as a company because their games are excellent, especially story wise. Uh, so I'm actually excited for anything that, anything they have that they're putting out. I'm always excited for um, all the way through. So. Um, what is it was anonymous code coming out soon and i believe um spike chunsoft also has another one and i know nothing about it i know it was actually teased a while back and it's called enigma archives rain code so i anything spike chunsoft i actually always have on my radar so just coming out 2023 i'm glad rico mentioned it I'm glad he passed it back to or passed it to me uh, just so i can highlight them as a studio uh before we move on so thanks for that can't wait up next, we have uh, My Hero Ultra Rumble, a 24-player My, uh, My Hero Academia BR with a full quirk system. That, uh, sounds... <laughs> that sounds interesting, to that say sounds, the least. That sounds badass. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. and something that's going to be worth a try. Uh, I know I, the only thing I could find is that it was up for pre-register. If you go to Bandai Namco, Bandai Nam.co, you can register for pre-register for this game. In uh, watching some of like the little clips, I mean, it seems like it's gonna be something you gotta give a try to. You know, if you're a My Hero fan in any way, you know, you see all our classic characters, uh, the Bakugos, the Dekus. You see uh, Dobby uh, just using their quirks, and uh, I mean. Come on, you, you got to give it a shot. Yeah, it's it's a BR and it's 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 my hero. So they're combining they're combining two things that right now are just on the top of their respective genre. You know, at least top of top five of the respective genres. Um, so I'm actually I'll give it a shot. I know Rico and I usually give some things a shot. Check it out. I know we tried a while back the Naruto was it Naruto Strikers. We tried mm-hmm. out. I think we got that got on that a little bit late. So. Uh, but I know Rico actually tried a good uh, Cornelio, who's been on the podcast before, has also tried it out. So uh, my hero BR man, I'm, we're actually super excited. I, I'm gonna give it a shot, at least a shot. I, I can say I tried it out before I give my two cents. Yeah, uh, I mean, we'll we'll give it a go, give it a fair shake. Uh, up next, Bungie is reportedly working on a Destiny mobile game. Uh, I know this, uh, uh, especially particularly like the. The Destiny community has been going kind of crazy about all this. Like, what is what does this mean uh, for the game? Is it going to be similar to the game? Is it going to be different? Uh, we still don't know any too much about it. Just that it's being worked on. Uh, 
but yeah, as a Destiny head myself, like uh, I- I'm not quite into that game like I used to be. At one point, it was pretty crazy. Oh no, I mean, that's an understatement. I think what you we've done the math. You've put in over three thousand hours into Destiny One, and I think that's being generous because I think you were closer to four, um, which is an insane amount. I think we it was it was an absurdly insane amount that even I was kind of like, damn. And that's I have an insane amount of hours in Overwatch just in general. Um, easing in thousands, but Rico had me, I think, by two or three times. So, yeah, don't kid yourself, man. <laughs> don't kid you. Yeah, I was into it. Yeah, by ass. It took over his life, literally, took over his life. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was just one of those games that just took over. Uh, but yeah, I, I still go back every now and then and play whenever, like, there's some big DLC or something. I always enjoy going back, learning some of the new lore and all this and that. So, uh, this might end my life again, being that I'm going to be able to play it in my in my hand at all times, and I'm no longer going to have to be at my PC or on my Xbox. Uh, so, I mean, whenever that launches, it might be bye-bye podcast and just hello, Destiny, 24-7. Yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, the Skull and Bones uh, Ubisoft game reveal was on, I believe, the 7th? Yeah, they had a... Uh, yeah, they had a um, YouTube. There was a, it was an event. It was a Ubisoft event that highlighted this game. Um, I know this game was actually revealed several years ago. I want to say it was like four, 2018, if I'm not mistaken, uh, years ago. And it, it, they showed it off, and it was blank. We didn't hear anything about it until recently. Now, Rico, you, you didn't see the the stream, right? You didn't see it. No, I didn't get to check it out. I saw I, the little I, teaser, but yeah, I did get to see the the first few minutes of it maybe first 10 minutes uh it looks it looks nice it really does it looks great it looks good the, the colors are awesome the 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 scenes are just great the thing that and i, I was kind of turned off about some things that it didn't seem like i'm thinking of sea of thieves here you're you're not a character you're the actual boat you're you're going through ship warfare which actually look kind of cool you get to customize your ship shoot cannonballs hold, uh, hold on did you just say you're the boat yeah, that's what it seems like. You control the boat. You can, you're controlling the boat, and you're you're literally naval warfare is what it is. You're attacking other ships out there. You can you can actually join and make like a like an like a armada what is it, armada of ships. I want to say it's like three or four people if I was if I'm not mistaken. You get to co-op and you go to get to destroy other people who are you know on their boats. Wow. Now, yeah, not what shit. I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, we were expecting. I was expecting before. Hey, I'm gonna be this guy. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna be a pirate. I'm very, very Black Flag, very Assassin's Creed. I'm gonna be this guy. I'm gonna be this pirate. I'm gonna have this boat. I'm gonna name my guy Captain Jack Sparrow and just run with it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you cannot. You cannot. You, you, you. There's no swords. There's no. There's no main character. You cannot board a ship. Um, you. There's no hand-to-hand combat. No foot combat. And I was kind of like, okay, that that was I was not expecting that. Um, so I know, and I know a lot of people had a very negative. That was a very negative part of the show, where when they re, when you realize that you weren't able to actually, you know, control a character, board boats, loot stuff, things like that. Because I, when I first saw it, I thought I was going to be very, you know, piratey, very kind of like a sea of thieves, sea of thieves, but you know, upscaled a little bit more, a little bit more tighter as far as uh, what you can and cannot do, you know, because the Sea of Thieves is a huge open world, and Sea of Thieves also looks like it's it's a lot of fun. Um, the fact that they're you know a little off topic, right? But they're on season seven, I believe. They support the game, amazing. But no, yeah, Skull, Skull and Bones. Um, it was a little, it was a little weird. 
Uh, but I'm not going to give my final thoughts <laughs> just yet on what I saw. You have to I'm, not gonna, I'm not going to judge you, but it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's because you, you don't understand, man. Like, like, Rico, we saw this. Remember? And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, thinking, I'm thinking pirates. I love pirates. I'm thinking pirates, ships, mm-hmm. boats. Yeah, me, we, said, we like pirates. We love pirates of the Caribbean. You know, me and Michael have these inside jokes. So when I was thinking like, oh, we're going to be a pirate to customize our pirate, my mind just went totally. And then, oh, by the way, you're the ship. Yeah, you're only the ship. Oh, you can change cannonballs. You can make your you can make your ship. You can customize it. Oh, but you're only going to be able to destroy other ships. That's, you know, that's it. No, can you board them? Absolutely not. Oh, sword? <laughs> what sword play? No, nothing like that. Uh, at least that's what they showed. So... Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna say anything, but <laughs> it was a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, interestingly enough, like when I when I uh, saw like the little preview, I didn't watch the stream, but I did see the little preview. I thought, what is gonna set this aside from something like Sea of Thieves? Like just because the graphics are a little bit more realistic, uh, not as cartoony and fun as like something like Sea of Thieves. I, I thought, like, why would you make an exact same game? But as soon as you said you're the boat, I was like, "Did I hear you right?" <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm not. Uh, go, go, go check it out, man. It's it's weird. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll we'll have to we'll have to uh, reserve our judgment. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep that. my eye on it. Like, weird. <laughs> I'm gonna keep my eye my eye on it. My eye on it. I promise. I'm gonna keep keep tabs and see what's up. I'll even you know figure out what the reviews are when they come out. But yeah, that was my initial reaction. So. I mean, how you feel is how you feel, right? Weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't be Captain Jack Sparrow. With the... Yeah, that's the sad part. Uh, in sticking with Ubisoft, the Ubis- an Ubisoft Forward is set for September 10th and is set to feature multiple games. Uh, any thoughts on this, Marcus? Any thoughts on games oh, as you're hoping to oh, see? Uh, yeah, there's only... I When it comes to Ubisoft, I only... I usually want to see new stuff, but you're gonna. We'll probably get the Assassin's Creed. We'll probably get the Watch Dogs. We'll probably get the um, what is it? Just Dance has to do Just Dance. Maybe a Far Cry, you know. But I'm gonna hold out for, and I'm I'm with one of my one of my good friends. Um, shout out to Ricky, who we've been waiting for this game. We because we we played Part One, and he's a bigger fan of Part One, and he's been waiting. But we're waiting for Beyond Good and Evil Part Two. Um, Still waiting for more info on that. Still waiting to actually get a hold and see more of what that gameplay is going to be like. I know they they showed it off every once in a while and stuff like that. But that's my big one. And I'm hoping to see that one. I want to see that one. If not, then I'm obviously, when it comes to, I'd rather see a new type of game, something new, something fresh that's going to uh, get me involved. But if not Beyond Good and Evil, then we're, you know, we're going to be seeing some, some of the usual stuff. Probably another Tom Clancy. So Beyond Good and Evil 2, that's my wish list. That's all I want to see for my sake and for Ricky's sake, especially for Ricky's sake, because he's been waiting for this game since it was first announced, what, seven years ago? Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully hopefully we get some some Beyond Good and Evil 2 news. Yeah, uh, for me, the only Ubisoft game that I really have like an investment in is probably the Division series. Uh, I actually recently bought the Division Two on sale on PC. I was always a uh, I played it a lot on console on my Xbox, but uh, decided to take uh, the dive into the PC space when it came to Division. Found it on sale, picked it up, still love it. Uh, so anything Division, I'm down. I'm down for. I know that there's a lot of people out there that are big fans of like the Rainbow Six 
uh, series, the Far Cry series. Uh, another sleeper would maybe be something the Prince of Persia, maybe Prince of Persia, man. They, oh, I would love for them to go and 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 do those again. Strangely enough, I played. There was a remake that came out back in two thousand eight or something. Um, that's the one I actually played and really really enjoyed. Um, I did I did play the first one that came out years for the OG Xbox. Never played the sequels to that particular one though. But I would like a new fresh take, especially with people like to do open world. You know, people like to do um actions action type of rpgs a little bit more tripped out now so that would be a, actually super cool to see a kind of watchdog assassin's creed prince of Persia mm-hmm. type thing and of course you know i don't i don't want it to be just a a different skin on it right but that would definitely be something i would like to see actually prince of persia man that's a good that's a good one yeah i mean that that kind of game would just lend itself to that open world style that we see nowadays so why not right and open world you can even do like a open world devil may cry thing because prince of persia man the combat in there it was more they, they had made it more stealthy but then later ones it was more action type stuff so an open world devil may cry type game man would really be solid man i think that would be pretty cool uh, in sticking with open world we are getting a new open world survival game set in the terminator universe it's going to be a po- post-apocalyptic setting uh, not too much else is known about it other than it's coming. Uh, it looks like the company that is working on it is Nacon. I'm not familiar with their work at all, to be honest. Have you ever heard of them, Marcus? I have not. Nacon? No, I have not. I don't think so. Let's see. It says that it's a French company that they've worked on. The Lord of the Rings, Gollum, Steel Rising, Greedfall, Test Drive Unlimited. Nothing. Not familiar with their work, but I mean, I'm Terminator, like survival. I I actually have been wanting to get into some kind of survival game. Uh, I started trying Seven Days to Die with a friend of mine that loves this game. Shout out to David. Uh, So yeah, I'm, I'm down. I'm down to give this a shot. And uh, hopefully run away from those damn Terminators. Okay. Uh, then Rockstar has shelved, reportedly has shelved remakes for GTA 4 and Red Dead Redemption to focus on GTA 6. I personally am not a GTA person, but for the, I know it's a huge game with a huge following. Uh, I know it's uh, come back into the, the gaming focus here with... Uh, Role play servers and stuff like on Twitch and on YouTube and everybody's just all about the different crazy things you can do you know, with the GTA game. Uh, are you okay. a GTA person, Marcus? Uh, I know somebody who is, and my my darling girlfriend. She's a shout out to her, Melanie. She's a huge, huge Grand Theft Auto and Red Dead Redemption uh, fanatic. She literally played. She replayed Red Dead, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption two. She played through the game at three, three to four times. Never beat it because she was obsessed with Arthur. And spoiler: if you haven't played it, something happens where you're gonna go, you're gonna play as John Marston again. Every time she got to that point in the game, she would restart it just so she can play as Arthur again. And so I was like, "Dang, dude!" And she went through, she went through it three times. So shout out to her on those. And then she got me into not got me, but but there was a time where Grand Theft Auto uh, Five was on Game Pass. She, I down, we downloaded for her, started playing, and dude, it was funny and it was good. But they're they're not my type. At least Grand Theft Auto isn't my type of game. I'm I am kind of disappointed with the Red Dead Redemption or 
that they're going to shelve the remake. I did thoroughly enjoy the part one. Um, I would have played part two, but I let her play it first, and you know, the, I just missed on it because of that. But I know the story, I know what happens. I was helping her out. We were kind of just you know playing it together whenever we had a shot. But Red Dead Redemption One is the one I was disappointed about. Grand Theft Auto never really been a fan of, of those. That's because you know I've had access to Part Three, Vice City, um, San, Andre- uh, San Andreas, um, all those, all of them, and I've just never really got got into them either. But Red Dead, Red Dead though. That's awesome, but yeah, I'm not. Grand Theft Auto Six. We'll see. You never know. I'll never see never. See what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, let, let's see what uh, let's see what comes. Uh, Square Square Enix action RPG for Spoken has been delayed until January twenty fourth, twenty twenty three. From what I remember, the game looks pretty interesting. Of course, role playing games is my bag. I know it's your bag too, Marcus. So. Uh, I mean, something to check out. I think this is going to be one of those games that's on a PlayStation exclusive, but also coming to PC. So uh, if I do get to give this a shot, it will be on PC. Uh, I'm not sure how much we've seen of it. I remember some of the clips, but is it a game that's on your radar at all? Or Usually uh, for Square Enix, lately they've been kind of up and down. Um... So we'll see. It, it it was on my radar. It was on my radar, uh, but it did. It came back after I saw the the trailer. It actually looked real cool. Uh, you're 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 playing as a female lead, and the powers that she kind of has is just pretty over the top. So uh, yes. I'll be checking. I'll, I'll be looking. I'll be looking into it. See what's see what it's like. All right. Before we get into like the big big news of the week, uh, this is the little surprise I threw that I got just moments before we signed on. Uh, the Fable, the uh, the next Fable game has gotten a new narrative lead. Nice. The her name is Anna McGill, who joined Playground Games in February of 2023. Is now is now the lead writer on the new Fable RPG game. Uh, it says here that she. She has quite the pedigree, having been a story writer on games like Dishonored, the new Avatar game, Control, Guild Wars, and something I, called The Littlest Pet Shop. Hey, dude, those are, those are solid, man. Those are super Those are awesome. And see, hey, dude, okay, now the reason I'm, I'm dying for Fable, I've been waiting for Fable, and any Fable to me is good news, great news. And the fact you're telling me, and I've heard a lot about Control. I've never gotten around to it. And I had a friend of ours, Andrew says, you've got to try it. And I, I still have it there. I just haven't gotten around. And he says, Alan Wake, I loved Alan Wake. Um, so Control is supposed to be in that universe. Um, so the fact that we're getting the person who is actually, you know, in charge and focused on, the focus on that story. I'm super pumped, super hyped. And he said also Dishonored. Dishonored? Awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, dude. That's, that's exciting. That's exciting news. That's what that is. Yeah, Big I'm not. Playground uh, games is excellent. I'm not. I'm not too familiar with some of these games, but I know Dishonored and Control uh, specifically. Like I've heard great things about that. So bringing in somebody like this that has this pedigree to be the writer for this game, I think it's a little bit bittersweet because it means yes, the writing is probably going to be phenomenal, but then. Switching a writer like right now, does that mean that the game is actually further off than we think, or what? Like, what does that mean that they're changing a narrative lead? Like, at this point, I think this was reported Friday, which was yesterday. 
I would, uh, well, when it comes to the story part, I think that usually the story is placed off progression, placed off points. And again, I'm not, I'm not that I'm computers or anything mm -hmm. like that, right? But I think the hard work actually comes from building games from the ground up, as far as polygons, you know. Um, That's true. What is, right? You got your, your polygons, your environments, your scenes. Um, able, you're, you're able to establish all these NPCs and characters. So I think one, I think me, that would be the kind of the hard work. The story part aspect comes in later because even people who do, do mods, right, they, they work on these mods and they're able to integrate their own type of stories into these games, you know, and, and I'm thinking of the of the Elder Scrolls mod that you told me a while back where people just mm -hmm. intent, right, they make these old, um, additional missions, additional dialogue, additional things. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's too, too, it, it might put it off a little bit, but not, which is maybe explain why it wasn't right in, at Xbox's showcase. So Either way, uh, that's so exciting. I'm always up for you know. I don't mind delays. I don't mind um, stuff that you know. Um, it's gonna it's gonna do better for it in the long run. Yeah, as long as it's a great game, right? And I, oh, I feel like sure. with uh, adding this uh, new lead, I mean, it seems like that's the direction we're hoping. Yeah, we're hoping for like even more so now. Uh, so then the last big thing was, uh, God of War Ragnarok is confirmed for November 9th for PS4, PS5. Uh, this is when we kind of have talked about like, dude, how have we not seen anything? We haven't seen anything. They haven't showed anything. And, uh, said it was there was a while back, right? There was rumors like, oh, it's delayed. Uh, well, actually, no, it's not delayed. And then it's delayed yeah. and then canceled. And we just never saw anything. And then finally... They did uh, let us know. Yep, we're set for November 9th. which was the uh, original date, right? And yes, right. Yeah, because I believe so. Yeah, I said canceled, not canceled, but delayed. We remember those reports where we did, and we even said a while back that it was going to be delayed into 2023. And then on the next week, we said, "Oh no, it wasn't." So now we have an official date confirmed, November 9th. Here it comes. So, uh, God of War fans, rejoice! You're get, you're getting your game November 9th. Uh, shout out to not, shout out to Rudy. Shout out to Rudy, and, and they're not long games. Strangely enough, the the God of War, the the prequel to this one, I guess it would be the prequel to this one, is actually the only God of War I have not played. I played the PS was it PSP Vita. I played it's called Spartan Sun or something like that. I played that one. I played parts one, two, and three. I've actually played all of them except this latest one. And the good thing is, is that it's not they're they're not long games, so you can actually pick it up and probably beat it in a few days. Um, that's, so that's exciting. That's pretty crazy. I'm, I can't believe you haven't played that game. Everybody loves it. I know, I know. And sue me. And again, there's just all kinds of stuff that's always out there. Um, I just haven't gone around. I guess because I, I know that the playtime, the main story is 20 hours. A 20 hour story. Uh, if that's what I hear. Um, if you want to actually do everything, you're talking maybe like 50 hours or so, I think is what I heard. And again, to me, that's 50 hours. If I, if I want to be a completionist, that's nothing because I invest times in, I, I like RPGs you know 80 90 hour type games and so if you're telling me it's going to take 21 hours to get through the main story i'm pretty sold so that's why I, I that's why i think it was never like quick you know same thing was usually when it comes to games like the last of us or um uncharted but uncharted is actually the ones i actually played day one but like last of us you know those are quick games uh usually when it comes to games that are in the 15 25 hour realm i don't make it a priority because i know i can beat it like no joke in a two or three sittings so that's fair thank you i appreciate yeah. that getting all the weird looks <laughs> yeah i mean but i'm but i'm judged because i've never seen hocus pocus 
<laughs> hey, I played I played the God of Wars, okay? I played them all when they came out, man. Part one, two, and three. So I even played that. I even played the the Spartan Sun, dude. Like that was the only one. You having you you've had twenty years more more than twenty years to focus focus. And that's because and I did ask it in the group chat. I did. And everybody people, oh I haven't seen it in years. Oh yeah, it's been years. Yeah, they they've seen it. Nobody said no, okay? So I'm just gonna put that out there. All right. No <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of hocus pocus, now we're gonna be talking about TVs and movies, guys. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, we did do our Stranger Things uh, Season 4 review for Part 1, for or Volume 1 and Volume 2. You can uh, find that in our in our library of episodes if you want to check that out. But uh, we're going to touch on Stranger Things here a little bit. Uh, big news for the week was the, the day of release for Stranger Things Season 4, uh, Volume 2. Netflix actually crashed for about a half an hour, uh, which I thought was pretty crazy, you know. Uh, being that there's so many people that watch all types of shows, all types of things, movies, whatever, uh, that enough people logged on to try and watch the show that their whole uh, server just went down. I thought that's pretty nuts. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair to man. That's understandable. You know, obviously, um, Stranger Things that global worldwide phenomenon and I, you, you can even put it on par with the likes of game of thrones and i'm gonna say it because it is it's also you know attack on time type stuff up there it's up there in terms of the global aspect of the show it, it, it is right i'm, I'm not yeah. i'm not no I'm not i mean I, I i would still probably say that that's probably netflix premiere like show i don't know if it's everybody's like cup of tea but if you think netflix you think stranger things right like they're, they have other shows. Yeah. They have other shows, but like, what is like their big show where HBO has like Game of Thrones? Uh, they have Stranger Things. Yeah, Would you put so, anything else up there in terms of like a like, Netflix? I mean, as far as like, like you, you're going to say like, like global scale, is that what you mean? Uh, yeah, I'm saying like their big show, like their premiere, like. Net, like if you would say like this is Netflix show HBO, like Netflix, like their A plus like their A plus like premiere shows like I guess uh I guess f- for a while I I think uh you you see like you have something like Squid Games that kind of took the world by storm but that's still just like one season that was one season yeah and, like Stranger Things it's already a that's already an established global phenomenon hell. Squid Games might be might not that it's synonymous with Netflix right now. I know obviously Netflix came out or came 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 um, released it, but Squid Games did have that global that global phenomenon aspect also across across the board across the world. So I, I that was that was that's fair to say, but I, obviously I wouldn't say synonymous with Netflix. Stranger Things being it's already on its you know penultimate season, so maybe. But other, on Netflix, man, shoot, off the top of my head, I can't. If I can't think about it off the top of my head, then it probably it probably isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, some of the other big ones are like The Witcher, the You, Witcher. Thirteen Reasons Why was big there for a while. Um, what see, else? But, like, but, but, but see, like, but see, like, not if, like, I feel like, I feel like th- those are all still like 
a tier below like Stranger Things. Yeah, you see, I don't put those. I don't put those episodes as Stranger Things again. I, I, you're talking like, you know, culture global type of, you know, phenomenon. a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah, you know, o- kinda, Ozark. Ozark is another one that a lot of people watch. Um, no, but like on the scale of like like the scale of Game of Thrones, and you mentioned Squid Games when it came out, Stranger Things. You know, on that scale, yeah, it's that's it's that's 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 one. We're not. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Yeah, it, it feels like Squid Game might be the one that's on its way there. But uh, I mean, we're only one season in. Uh, we we do have a, a little bit of more content coming. I think we have season two confirmed, and we have that show coming, that uh, game show also coming out soon. So let's see where that ends up. But as it stands now, I still think Stranger Things is kind of a top the charts. Yeah, yeah, of, like overall. You're talking, uh, you're talking Game of Thrones, and it's it's strange because you know I remember, you know how like the ending and people say and the fall from grace, right? That Game of Thrones endured. Um, you're gonna see what happens. Hopefully, we see what happens if a global phenomenon like Stranger Things, if if it has a crappy ending, you know what's going to happen to it. It's going to end up just like Game of Thrones. But if it has an ending that is tight, that is good, you're gonna you'll probably see that phenomenon stay alive just because, as a whole, it is it's a good one. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It'll live on. Exactly. Or Game of Thrones is like, damn. Yeah, it kind of fades into obscurity yeah, in a way. Sure. Uh, so in sticking with Stranger Things, David Harbour, which who plays Hopper, uh, confirmed on a post that the sword that he uses in season four, uh, I won't say anything else about that he then other than he uses a sword in season four, was actually uh, the sword from the Conan movie, which I thought was pretty cool that they like reused that prop. Yeah, Conan the Barbarian. Yeah, so Ricky, said, Ricky is a huge fan, I think. I'm pretty sure. That's true, Ricky. Uh, <laughs> so he said that he was like geeking out, and I was like, "Wow, that's actually pretty cool." Like Hopper's a big geek, like the rest of us. Hey, dude, to hold to hold Conan, the you know Arnold Schwarzenegger sword, man, that's that's awesome. <laughs> dude, I hadn't even thought of that. Like to to think, like, dude, Arnold held this, like, dude, in his prime, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Now I understand why he was geeking out so hard. Hell yeah, dude, like, that's crazy, man. Keep in mind, like Conan the Barbarian at the time, man, was top notch. That was top notch tele- uh, movies for these guys, for these people, man. Yeah, a hero. A hero, yeah. Right? So then uh the final season was uh tweeted it was tweeted out that the final season uh season 5 of Game of Thrones I mean Game of Thrones Stranger Things is confirmed for 2024 and is going to be set entirely in Hawkins. Uh I'm not sure if this is one of those things where they're going to break it up into parts and it'll be the first part like I'm kind of trying to get myself ready for something like that. But at least we know it's coming next year. We won't be waiting too, cool. too long. A year and a half. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2024. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah, uh, it's going to be in Hawkins. We're not, we're not making cross-country trips, you know, yeah. to, uh, to Nina or anything. Yeah, we're no, we don't have all these crazy storylines. <laughs> uh, then uh, they did also mention that we will find out exactly what the Upside Down is and how it came to be. Uh. And last off from the Stranger Things universe, the Duffer Brothers formed the Upside uh, Upside Down Pictures. They're going to be working on a couple of things for Netflix, uh, most notably Death Note, uh, something called The Talisman, which is something I'm not familiar with, and a Stranger Things spinoff. 
at least one for that we know of for now. Uh, what do you think of that, Marcus? So the only one, the only one I'm going to highlight here, the talisman sounds familiar. I don't remember what, but man, it's you. You said it, and it sounds. I don't know if it's maybe a book. Uh, maybe it's a young adult book out there, or, or a sci- sci-fi book. Yeah, um, check it out. Yeah, that's something that's on the that's on the tip of my tongue. I'm not sure why it sounds familiar. Maybe you can jog my memory. The, but the talisman, the talisman is a 1984 fantasy novel by American writers Stephen King yeah, and Peter Straub. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I. Yeah. So I knew it was a novel. For some reason, it was just there, and I was like, "Man, dude, I, I know it. I know it." Stephen King, and the was it? Is it associated with the Dark Tower universe, by any chance? That one. Uh, I'll have to read up a little bit more. Yeah. Well, we can get into that a little later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But some of the things, a Stranger Things spinoff. Um. Depending, and I'm assuming this would come after the fact. So maybe it, a spinoff can mean just about anything. Whether we're going to focus on uh, our main character, or let's say, for, for example, uh, you know, a certain people. I'm not going to say anything, obviously, if you haven't seen it. But let's say a certain character lives, right? So he's alive. He, they're able to move on, and maybe they become the main character of their own show. As far as a spinoff is concerned, so obviously the show, they they do want to keep Stranger Things alive in any capacity, which I think is just a great move because you know people people like Stranger Things and get more Stranger Things, just like people like Game of Thrones. We're getting more Game of Thrones. The one is Death Note, and when it comes to live action adaptations and Netflix just spewing them out as if you know they're they're getting paid all this money. Um, by making these things. Um, the last Netflix adaptation we had was that Americanized one that was just, and I never understood. And maybe, maybe, maybe you can give me your opinion on this. If, if these people were to follow the source material to a T, these live actions, these live action shows, if they were to follow these, them, these things by the source material, would they be successful regardless of whether it was live action? Do you think they would? Instead of taking these creative responsibilities or these creative uh, choices, they you know they change the story, change characters, they just change plot points. If they stuck to the source material, would these live action uh, shows be you know better overall? I think I think uh, in terms of like the ceiling, I mean the the floor of where a show would be like rated would probably be higher, but you still have to take into account things. I think like uh, casting, uh, what kind of actors you put in what roles, because obviously with something like death note being as popular as it is, uh, you have to have like, you cannot have dull and boring performances on those characters, you which I have, to have, L, you, you, you have to have light and yeah, you have to have them gripping. Yeah, I agree. You have to have like the, the scenes have to be shot correctly. You can't just have like the scenes like for what they are. They have to be you have to have those tense moments. You have to have the 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 performances have to be gripping. So yes, I think the floor is higher, but that doesn't necessarily mean like the ceiling is also that doesn't also raise the ceiling. Uh, but with somebody with with a group like the Duffer Brothers uh, working on this where you know they worked on stranger things here notably and are doing it uh backed with the budget that netflix has you would think that they would probably fill in these roles hopefully like well uh yeah. and That's give true. us and finally give us like something some live action adaptation that we could like you know they already have they already show like uh some good work here with some of the things we see in stranger things when it comes to like 
uh supernatural kind of beings and stuff like that so with something like death note like yes there's like supernatural stuff and stuff in it but not to the point at least from what i'm familiar with not to the point where it's like gonna be like this crazy thing that's like impossible you know what i mean exactly and 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 that's what i mean like you have and i'm thinking of the one piece sets like remember how gorgeous those things look man like yes. they looked real nice, man. So obviously Netflix is ca- very capable of establishing themes and environments that are going to be conducive to Death Note as a whole, right? Um, and then I don't know if you saw the last Death Note one that they made out. Yes, uh, amazing. <laughs> no, the, char- <laughs> the characters were weird, like like not 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 the envision not not the way we envisioned them like by by any in any means. Light and Elridge, I was like, okay, what is this like? Remember, L's awkward, you know, kind of like a little, little weird sociopath guy, you know, always to himself. The awkwardness, right? Light is this very charming. Or he's he's supposed to be a very charming individual. This guy, these guys were none. The only thing, the saving grace was Ryuk. Man, dude, oh, dude, he he was. That's what I'm talking about. And the voice, you can was the William Dafoe man. Come on, that was exceptional. That was good. You see, but. You cannot, I don't want them to cut corners. Like, you know, I don't want them to take, not even cut corners, to take this creative responsibility when the, it's always, and I have no problem with them doing things. If it's going to tie in into some way, I would like to see behind the scenes or why, maybe why a certain, you know, point is the way it is. But when they start taking the creative approach and just changing the entire story, that, that, that seems to be the number one issue that most people have. You know, do you have a source material? There's nothing wrong with deviating from it, you know, but don't go there and start creating your own story because you're already getting away from what, you know, because who's going to watch this, you know, anime fans. And they, they seem, they, they make these things to maybe get another niche of people to, to, uh, to enjoy them. Look at the Witcher. The Witcher is following things to, they have to fall back on games and the Witcher kind of has that, um, it has that lore. It's established that lore. And it's based on a video game or, or it's based on novels based on game, you know what I mean? But it helps, it helps to have, to go off some, you know, a source material is what I'm saying. So I just wanted to get your sense on what you thought about these live action adaptations coming out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't want to like completely put you like on the spot, but if you had to like, if you had to have like a little like some dream people like cast as L and Light, like, who, could you think of somebody like you would I love cannot. for like those roles? I off the top of my head, I cannot. Um, usually, you know. We're talking. Obviously, you would cast somebody in their twenties, I guess, even though they they play they they're, they play eighteen year olds, high school students. So I'm assuming you can actually pull off somebody in their twenties and stuff. Um, right off the top of my head, I cannot think of anybody. Actually, the one that kind of uh, would, I guess, if you were gonna give it, I can because usually when it comes to these things, you people want to see the um, Japanese actors, actresses in these roles. Um, obviously, those are the type of live action films, but Netflix, where Netflix went, remember they made the the American Death Note. If I were to make an American Death Note, like just off the top of my head, um, what's his name from Dune? Uh, 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 Tim- Timothy? Timothy, Timothy Chal- Chalet? Chalet? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, Timothy Chalet. Like, you could, you're going to tell me that that guy could not go and BL. Like, look at his face. Put some black hair on him. That guy could be awkward. You know what I mean? Like, like, and that, that was just somebody off the top of my head that I thought of, you know, instantly just because I, I can see the resemblance. You know, he's a great actor also, a great young actor and stuff who can actually probably pull it off. Um, so if I were to put L, maybe, and again, I'm not saying, oh, I want him. That's just, you know, an example. Yeah. Um, or L in any ways. But yeah, you see, that's that's my realm of thinking. If I were to actually choose yeah. uh, my actors and stuff. 
how about how about for light somebody that we just had a really good experience with jamie campbell bauer oh hey dude <laughs> Jay, that would be pretty trippy man that would be so, it. So, would... some somebody that these guys just worked with uh that sh- kind of showed us like holy shit like uh hearing stranger things uh i don't know just another thing like like just like you way. threw something out there how about that 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 would be that would actually be yeah i could see it dude like hey he you know long blonde hair you know and it, it seems he could be he could be charming he seems to be charming you know light light is a, a pretty boy i think i think uh bauer can, pu- can pull it off also um but i'm thinking more of the the i'm a nice guy good guy just like we saw here right um, yeah exactly that's what i said that's, like that's a good one man that's a, that's a really good one man yeah it is that's a good one there you go with timothy chatlin and and, and bauer there you go we're we really, really cast our two main guys yeah so, and if you have any uh, ideas, hey, let us know. If anybody out there, uh, let us know, man. That it'd be kind of interesting to see, you know, what type of people uh, see and envision in these roles. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, staying with Netflix, uh, Netflix is bringing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles to Netflix on August fifth, uh, which is reportedly going to pick up exactly where the past Nickelodeon series left off. I'm not a Ninja Turtles person. But I did really enjoy like this game that we just got on Xbox. Uh, I know uh, you and some of the guys, I think even my sister, like is more familiar with uh, Ninja Turtles than I am. Uh, the, yeah, I the, 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 was... the preview what? I saw looked a little different. Not what I was expecting. Uh, but I mean, it's Ninja Turtles. Yeah, it, that's that's one of those you know cartoon phenomenons. And shout out to another one of our good buddies, uh, Amran Gongra. Huge. I, I know he's a big Ninja Turtles guy. Ninja Turtle pops. Uh, Ninja Turtle. Uh, what is it? He uh, he's he has he has he golfs a lot, so he has Ninja Turtle um, covers for his golf clubs and stuff like that. So he's a big a big Ninja Turtle guy. Uh, when it comes to Ninja Turtles, uh, he's he's a dude to ask. So if any we, we, if we're gonna get anybody's opinion, it'd be his. Um, but I do want to address kind of the way it looked. And I'm thinking of Sonic Boom. Whenever I saw the the illustrations, Raphael is this big, you know, big dude, right? Very resembles Knuckles from Sonic Boom, or they just make these big guys big and stocky. So I hope he's not just a meathead. Donatello, they gave him the the super cool goggles, right? Super cool goggles, a little slender, tall, and then you have um, Michelangelo and Leo looking a little bit more normal on the normal side. But so they did take creative approaches with the with the illustration. So, but again, that doesn't necessarily mean it's gonna be bad. Um, but obviously, it has to look appealing. It has to be appealing, right, to to viewers in order to even get, just give it a shot. People say don't judge a judge a book by its cover, but that's a everybody does it, unfortunately. Yeah, typically when the writing when the writing and the story and the characters are good, like nobody really cares how it looks. Uh, particularly, I think with something like this, where people kind of love like their character, wh- wh- whatever turtle it is, uh, most of the time, uh, as long as you don't affect them in a weird way. I'm not familiar with them, so do they all kind of have their own like uh, identity? I know that there's like the funny one, the leader, the yeah, the goofy. smart one. Yeah. yeah, Michelangelo would be your comic relief, you know, nunchucks, uh, Leo's your leader, uh, cool head, most of the time Raphael's your hot head, um, aggressive, you know, as far as strength, maybe probably one of the, if not the strongest one, Donatello's your brains, right? They each have their niche, they each have their personality. 
that's going to fit, you know, each character the way that, it's supposed to. That makes sense. Like, as I'm looking at the picture and you're explaining their personality, like, the the the, the still I'm looking at kind of like, I'm, I, I can put that together. Like, you saying it and looking at the picture, the brains, the leader, the, the quirky, funny one, and then obviously the big giant one is the strong one. <laughs> yeah, that, that's just what it is, right? Then, but it looks good. It, it you know, I, I, it looks good. It, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and looks, you know, it looks bad. It looks better than what Sonic Boom, because I know not, when I saw first on Knuckles, I was like, what the? Um, but this one actually, their personalities does, you know, play into their overall designs, and they they look cool. Michelangelo looks actually, I think, awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. So we'll we'll we'll, uh, we'll look out for that on August fifth. Uh, yes. Uh, the next one, uh, Supernatural, which I don't remember if you were a fan of this or Daniel was a fan of this or maybe both of you. A Supernatural prequel series entitled The Winchesters is set for October 11th on the CW. Yeah, Daniel and I, uh, my brother, actually seen the first 11 seasons. <laughs> the first 11 seasons. Uh, yeah, how many? Seen, Isn't there like 17 or 15? They end on 15, and we 15. And I have. I have not gone back and seen the last four seasons. I'm not. I'm not sure if I will, but I did actually see the first eleven seasons of Supernatural. So I'm. I'm actually very, very, very familiar with the show. Um. So the fact that they're you know making the prequel series, uh, called the Winchesters. Again, usually when it comes to prequels, I'm always a little you know skeptical. You know, just because we know where the story ends up. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what type of characters were introduced. It'll probably be uh, their mom and dad, or you know, we'll see. I know there's news out there. I haven't really kept up on the news, but we are, again, Supernatural has its huge following. So yeah, so I'll try to jump. Uh, now we have a little bit of stuff with Disney and Marvel. I'll try to jump through some of these things quickly. Just uh, chime in if you want to yeah, say yeah. anything about any of these things, Marcus. Uh, Disney Plus, we're getting a National Treasure series called The Edge of History. Uh, I personally enjoyed those movies. I always thought they were cool, like the way they like meld like the kind of like little conspiracy kinds of things with the government and Nicolas Cage and why not? You know, like (laughs) I always thought they were pretty cool. I don't know. Did you enjoy those movies or? I loved them. I, I love both of them. <laughs> um, I remember the first one more than I do the second one. Um, but no, man, I, uh, for some reason, I'm thinking of the ending of the first one where they find the treasure and uh, his friend, I forgot his friend's name, goes and... Uh, Sean uh, Bean? I, yeah. Well, well, no, Sean Bean was a villain in the second, first one, second one? Oh, oh, oh okay, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking of the no, I'm thinking of, of the friend, the, the the little one, and the, it's a one scene, and this even might be a part. I don't remember. Oh the part, yes, the but, the um, bald guy, the bald guy, right? Or or you're thinking oh, of the guy, the guy, the guy, that, the guy that oh, the guy that we all call Leroy from. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, well, I remember that one scene where he's just like, "Oh no, we still have time," and then Nicholas Cage, like, "We're talking about." He goes, "Wait, wait, you mean to tell me that uh, I know something you don't?" And he's like, "Yes, Riley. Riley's the name. Uh, I'd like to hear it." And he says, uh, he says, hold on, man, let me, uh, let, let me bask in this for a little while longer. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome, man. Um, with the whole daylight savings thing at Benjamin Franklin, it does all spiel. So it was good. It, it's entertaining. It's good. To, it's a good movie. I enjoyed them. Uh, sticking with Disney plus we have daredevil and Jessica Jones confirmed for Disney plus echo series. 
Uh, I believe they also they're also joining Kingpin, which is confirmed for that series. Uh, well, they're all coming back too, right? Uh, we do have the the uh, actors and actresses. Yes, that's that's good news. Yeah, the original cast that started over on Netflix, uh, they were bought. Their uh, property was bought out. Now it's going to be on Disney Plus. The whole cast is coming back. Uh, which I mean, Daredevil was probably the best uh, Marvel show that took place on Netflix's platform. So, I mean, I'm excited that it's back or that they're back. No, I'm not uh, sure. Uh, and sticking with Marvel, Marvel Studios uh, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con on July 21st is going to reveal X-Men 97, Marvel Zombies, and What If Season 2. Uh, I'm particularly excited for X-Men, and I have never seen What If, but I've heard good things uh interesting things uh so i'll check those out at some point uh marvel studios also is going to have their mega uh panel at san diego comic-con on july 23rd uh let's see anything else on that no uh taika watiti star wars is set to start filming early 2023 uh i know marcus and i are big fans of taika uh, we just watched one of his latest movies, Thor: Love and Thunder, this past this past weekend. Uh, I think I saw it Thursday. Marcus saw it this morning, I believe. Uh, which we will be doing a review for that separately, uh, either tonight or tomorrow. It'll be out in the next few days. Um, Steven Yoon is joining the cast of Mickey Seven, filmed by Bong Joon Ho. Uh, the cast also includes Robert Pattinson, Mark Ruffalo, and Tony Collette. Nice. Uh, Pretty bu- pretty good cast, if you ask me. Oh, yeah, uh, I, I, I knew oh, I know you're a big fan of Robert. Uh, I'm a big fan of Mark Ruffalo too, and uh, Stephen Yoon, uh, most notably from probably The Walking Dead. Uh, you know, I'm I'm down for it. Uh, I read a little bit about what the what the what the book is about, and it seems like a pretty interest. It's going to be a pretty interesting movie, uh, particularly with uh, Bong Joon and his. I uh, don't know how you felt felt about that film, but uh, his his like spin on it, I bet, is going to be phenomenal. I'm excited for it. No, I mean, if if it includes Robert, if it includes Robert Pattinson, and then you mentioned Mark Ruffalo, man, like I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan, uh, so I'll be I'll be checking it out for sure. And the last thing we got on this uh, on TV and movies is George R. R. Martin says that the winds of winter is turning out to be quite different from the final Game of Thrones season. Um, I'm not much of a reader, so this is kind of bittersweet for me because I want the better story, but do I have it in me to read one of these books? Like They're uh, they're a challenge, man. They are. um, I'd actually gone halfway through the first one because a few years ago I decided to start reading them, and it's, it's not even that they're... That they're uh, they're not a hard read. Once you figure out the obviously the Westeros, the lingo, the jargon that they use, the terminology, it, you, you'll get through it quite quickly. But they they are overwhelming. You know they are big. Every book gets longer than the last one, and so the fact that again we we're not even sure if you know the final Game of Thrones ending here in these books that George Romar writing is going to come out anytime soon. So we're not even sure if we're going to when we're going to get it, but the fact that it's turning quite different from the film, or I'm sorry, the TV series, 
again, that that is bittersweet because, you know, the big platform was that you had a lot, millions and millions and millions, more people than who actually read were watching Game of Thrones. So the fact that a huge, a huge amount of these people are not going to get to see you know, George R. R. Martin's, you know, the creator's vision of the ending, that that's what's bittersweet about it. So, you know, we'll see what happens and how that turns out. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll check it out, see what happens. I know there's been all kinds of crazy people starting petitions to reshoot or different things. So let's see what ends up happening. This could be, this could turn into something very interesting or maybe nothing at all. Uh, but that wraps up TV and movies and all the crazy slew of news like marcus said we had for the week uh any other things you want to throw in there uh, stuff, stuff that happened through the week tidbits no uh as far as myself nothing nothing happened i we did start a puzzle so i am working on a puzzle currently but that's about it um nice nice as, what, what's the piece count a thousand a thousand nice nice what uh is it a, a particular oh, yeah. uh, theme yeah. Spider-Man. It's always Spider-Man. Nice. <laughs> so we're, all, we're almost done with that. That's what I got started on. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's that's what I'm doing. Watching the end of Ace of the Diamond. Just got done watching Thor. Um, just been playing a lot of the Overwatch beta. I'm kind of going down my list as far as anime, TV, gaming, as far as what I'm doing, just to give people a rundown of what I'm watching. And I'm actually on the what 16th, 18th, one of those episode of One Piece 2. And the reason I have not seen as more many episodes is because, again, I've been binge watching Ace of the Diamond. Um, so, and of course, whatever's coming out every Saturday or whatever's coming out during the week, especially with the new summer season uh, coming out for anime. Uh, but as far as gaming, Overwatch, Overwatch, only Overwatch. And what about yourself? Before we finish up and wrap up here, uh, the last, I mean, same, same here. I've been, uh, I didn't get to do too much this week because uh, my nephew was in town which I love with all my heart. You know, uh, I'm a big kid still at heart. So just uh, being able to keep the magic alive for my four-year-old nephew is just, it just makes my day all the time. But on the other side of that, he has unlimited energy, which I don't anymore. So <laughs> he, he exhausts me. <laughs> but, uh, but we have so much fun together. Uh, we got to go swimming this week. Uh, I got to start my sister on Spy Family, which I finished up this past week. I loved it. My only gripe with it is that it's over. Uh, I'm sure we'll we'll get a review going with that soon. Uh, today, I did get to take my nephew and my sister to check out our local arcade slash like collectible store called The Grid. It's called the Grid Arcade here in RGC, Texas. Uh, if you're from around here, go check it out. I was able to score a copy of Guitar Hero 3 for the Xbox 360, which I've been looking for a Guitar Hero game for quite some time. Uh, they're pretty pricey online, depending where you look. Uh, so I was able to get it for 10 bucks, which I thought was a steal. I also got a Reverse Hollow Squirtle card, Pokemon card and a holographic Blastoise card. Uh, they, have, they have all kinds of stuff, whether it's pops, uh, collectible, like action figures, uh, toys, like more toy stuff for kids. Uh, and they do have a full arcade in the back. You pay them five bucks. It's all you can play. Uh, great place to check out. I had a lot of fun there today. 
Uh, but that pretty much has been it from that was it for my week. Yeah, so hope you know we have another week coming soon. This is another week for our podcast. Um, we hope you guys enjoyed listening again to our news and to our thoughts about what's coming on. Um, if you have not heard our Stranger Things Volume Two review, it is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, RSS.com, or Pocket Casts. Um, also, I did create and I did let Rico know. Um, you can actually start following us because I did create a Twitter for Meta Era Nerds, so you can follow us at Meta Era Nerds on Twitter. And if again, and I mentioned a while back, let us know about your Death Note castings and who you'd like to see. That'd be a, a place to, um, you know, chime in, type in, message us, you know, send us a tweet. So you know, we're 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 available. It's it's gonna. I have access to it twenty four seven. So by all means, let us know how you how you how you feel, who you want to see. If you have any questions or want to see more stuff about what we talk about, please let me know there. Also, again, that is that is at Meta Era Nerds on Twitter. Okay, so please feel free to give us a follow. And again, make sure you check out our other stuff that we have available for you guys. Yeah, we should be having a Thor Love and Thunder review coming soon, as well as probably, I would think, Spy Family in the next week or so. Yes. So uh, thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. You have a good one.